Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Harriet, and I will be your reader today. Then today we have Sunday, the 10th of December or the 27th on Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. Today we also have Hanukkah, day three. And the um, parasha this week is called Miketz, and that means at the end. And that is a new week. And the parasha for this Sunday here is Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 41, verse 1 through verse 14. And before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. So let's begin in Genesis 41. Now at the end of two whole years, Paro was dreaming. Behold, there he was, standing by the Nile. Then behold, there were seven cows, good-looking and beefy, and they grazed in the reeds. Then behold, there were seven other cows coming up after them from the Nile, ugly and emaciated, and they stood beside the cows at the edge of the Nile. Then the ugly, emaciated cows ate the seven good-looking beefy cows, and Paro woke up. Then he slept and dreamt a second time. Behold, there were seven ears of corn coming up on one stalk, plump and good. Then behold, there were seven ears of corn, thin and scorched by the east wind, sprouting up after them. Then the seven thin ears of corn swallowed up the seven plump and full ears of corn. Then Paro woke up. It was a dream. But in the morning he was disturbed in his spirit. So he sent and called for all the fortune-telling priests of Mitzrayim and all its wise men, and Paro told them his dream. But no one could interpret them for Paro. Then the chief of the cupbearer spoke with Paro, saying, I am reminded of my sins today. Paro had been angry with his servants and put me in the custody of the house of the commander of the bodyguards, me and the chief of the bakers. Then we each dreamed a dream on the same night, he and I. We both dreamed, 
yet each dream had its own interpretation. Now there was with us a Hebrew youth, a slave, belonging to the commander of the bodyguards. When we told him, he interpreted our dreams for us, each man's dream he interpreted. Then it came about, just as he interpreted for us, so it happened. Me he restored to my position, but him he hung. Then Paro sent and called for Yosef, so they quickly fetched him from the pit. He shaved, changed his clothes, and came to Paro. That was Genesis 41, 1 through 14. Now, because of Hanukkah, we are also reading another portion of Scripture from the Torah, and it is Numbers 7, 24 through 29. On the third day was the prince of the sons of Tzvulun, Eliav, son of Helon. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, both according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both filled with fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one ladle of 10 shekels of gold filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Eliav, of son of Helon. That was number 7, 24 through 29. Now we have our portion from the prophets, and we will read 1 Samuel, or Shmuel, chapter 16. Now the Lord said to Shmuel, How long will you grieve over Shaul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Ishai, the Bethlehemite, for I have selected for myself a king among his sons. But Shmuel replied, How can I go? If Shaul hears of it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Ishai to the sacrifice, and I will let you know what you are to do. You will anoint for me whom I tell you. So Shmuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. The elders of the town came out to meet him, trembling, and asked, Do you come in Shalom? In Shalom, he said, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. He also consecrated Ishai and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. Upon their arrival, he saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed one is before him. But the Lord said to Shmuel, Do not look at his appearance or his stature, because I have already refused him. For he does not see as man, a man as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. Then Ishai called Avinadab and made him pass before Shmuel. But he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. 
Then Ishai made Shammah pass by, and again he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Ishai made seven of his sons pass before Shmuel. But Shmuel said to Ishai, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Shmuel asked Ishai, Are these all the boys you have? There is still the youngest, he replied, but right now he is tending the sheep. Send and bring him, Shmuel said to Ishai, for we will not sit down until he comes here. So he sent word and had him come. Now he was ruddy-cheeked, with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. Then the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. So Shmuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. From that day on, Ruach of the Lord came mightily upon David. Then Shmuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now the Ruach of the Lord had departed from Shaul, and an evil spirit from the Lord terrified him. So Shaul's courtiers said to him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command your courtiers in your service to search for a man who is a skillful player on the harp. Then whenever the evil spirit from God comes upon you, he will play with his instrument and you will feel better. So Shaul said to his courtiers, Find me someone who can play well and bring him to me. One of the young men answered and said, I have seen a son of Ishai the Bethlehemite who is skillful in playing music. He is a mighty man of valor, a warrior, prudent in speech, a handsome man, and the Lord is with him. So Shaul sent messengers to Ishai and said, Send me your son David who is with the flock. So Ishai took a donkey, loaded it with bread, a bottle of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Shaul. Then David came to Shaul and became one of his attendants. Shaul loved him greatly, so David became his armor-bearer. Then Shaul sent word to Ishai, saying, Let David now keep attending me, for he has found favor in my eyes. It came to pass, whenever the Spirit from God came upon Shaul, David would take the harp and play it with his hand. So Shaul would find relief and feel better as the evil spirit departed from him. That was 1 Samuel 16. Now from the portion of the writings we will read Psalm 56. For the music director, a silent dove far away. A mikhtam of David, when the Philistines had seized him in Gath. Be gracious to me, O God, for man has crushed me. Fighting all day he oppresses me. My foes trample me all day. For many are fighting me arrogantly. In a day when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. In God I keep praising his word. In God I trust I will not fear. What can mere flesh do to me? All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lie hidden. They mark my steps, eager to take my soul. In spite of such sin, will they escape? 
In fierce anger, O God, cast down such people. You have recorded my wanderings. You put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, I keep praising his word. In the Lord, I keep praising his word. In God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, O God. I will present thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. That was Psalm or Telim 56. Now our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings. We will read Mark chapter 11. Now as they draw near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, to the Mount of Olives, Yeshua sends two of his disciples and says to them, Go into the village ahead of you. Right away as you enter it, you will find a colt tied up that no one has ever sat on. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The master needs it, and right away he will send it back here. They, found an, they went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a door, and they untied it. Some people standing there began saying to them, What are you doing, untying the colt? They answered just as Yeshua had told them, and the people let them go. And they brought the colt to Yeshua and laid their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread branches cut from the fields. These going before and those following kept shouting, Hoshiana, Baruch Haba, B'Shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hoshiana in the highest. And he entered Jerusalem and went in to the temple. After looking at ev around at everything, he went out to Bethany with the twelve, since it was already late. The next day, when they had left Bethany, he came hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he would find any fruit on it. When he came up to it, he found nothing except leaves, because it wasn't the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Then they came to Jerusalem. And he entered the temple and started to drive out those selling and buying in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those selling doves. And he wouldn't let anyone carry goods through the temple. And he began to teach them, saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of thieves? The ruling Kohanim and Torah scholars heard this and began looking for a way to destroy him, for they were afraid of him. 
because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. Whenever evening came, Yeshua and his disciples would leave the city. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree shriveled from the roots. Kepha remembered and said to Yeshua, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has shriveled up. And Yeshua answered them, saying to them, Have faith in God. Amen, I tell you. If someone says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but trusts that what he says is happening, so shall it be for him. For this reason I say to you, whatever you pray and ask, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your transgressions. Again they come to Yerushalayim. While Yeshua was walking in the temple, the ruling Kohanim, Torah scholars and elders came up to him. And they start saying to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority to do these things? Yeshua said to them, I will put one question to you. Answer me and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The immersion of Yohanan, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. They began to dialogue among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, they were afraid of the crowd, for all held that Yohanan really was a prophet. So answering Yeshua, they say, We don't know. And Yeshua tells them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. That was Mark 11. And if you are reading the Apostolic Writings twice this year, you would also read 1 Corinthians 14, verses 20 through 40 this year. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Before I sign off, I would just like to encourage you a little bit um, and tell you uh, what has happened here uh, for us. We had a good friend um, that has a lady in her 60s that just passed away after a time of sickness. And um, uh, tonight there was a memorial service for her and uh, on Zoom and many of her friends from the different parts of the world and her children could be with and um, pay their respects and share with the family. So it was so amazing. I would just like to encourage you mamas out there that everything that you invest in your children, it will bear fruit for eternity. So don't give up. Don't lose the vision for all the daily struggles. Stay close to the Lord. It was amazing to see the legacy that this lady left. They had eight children. They're all basically adults now. Most of them are married and have children of their own. They have a lot of grandchildren. And all the children talked about 
how she was always there for them. And she taught them how to pray. She taught them how to read the word daily. She taught them how to walk with God. And, um, yeah, how, how she helped them walk the, the straight and narrow way with the Lord, whether they wanted to or not sometimes. And they were just so thankful and so... It, it was so wonderful to hear all these children talking about and giving honor to their mother of what she had meant to them and how they had always could come to her and share problems and joys, and she would be there for them. And uh, she was a woman of prayer and of faith. So just a little encouragement. Stay close to the Lord and live a life in prayer and uh, take the, the word of God that you have listened to and listened to maybe daily and hide it in your heart and let God speak to you as you need it. That was a little personal thing for me and uh, it just happened so I, I felt such a... Uh, I was so blessed to see amazing, amazing fruit in these children's lives. So anyway, that was it. Now we have Hanukkah, the third day. We have lit the third candle tonight. And if you're celebrating, happy Hanukkah, the time of miracles. For now, shalom from Israel. Until next time.